what is up y'all welcome back to the stop playing with me podcast i am your lovely beautiful talented incredible confident competent healthy and wealthy co-host kirsten.s.lewis and honey i wouldn't be me if it wasn't for he and he who shall be named is none other than the holy ghost clap it up clap it up clap it up for the holy ghost because let's be very clear he is the one that is keeping this thing afloat. So when he when he done, I'm done. When he letting up, I'm gone. So I'm going to give glory and honor where honor is due. Welcome back to the party, y'all, where we are advocating for all things spiritual, emotional, life fulfillment. All 2023, and as this thing is wrapping on up, y'all, God is doing some amazing things for 2024. Do I know what all they are yet? No, but clearly he does. And so if you have not joined the journey, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, and follow so that we can get to 10K followers, right? Before the end of this year, I want to go ahead and cross that threshold so God can go ahead and show me what he's trying to do with all of us. So I can figure out what direction we going in. At the top of this year, I was trying to get to 1,000 followers, right? Because I was just trying to get a consensus to see who all on board. Listen, the stakes have been raised. I'm trying to see who all is on board for what God is going to do in 2024, all right? So make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the party. Make sure you go ahead and follow on TikTok. Instagram, YouTube, all them things, all right? So we can cross this threshold and see what God going to do next, all right? Now that all the formalities are out of ZOA, y'all, when I say I was not going to talk about this, and I had to really pray <laughs> before, I, uh, before I even talked through this because I have been really seeking God about cleaning my soul, removing all basically muck and dirt and grime from my soul and spirit so that I can be fully accessible to him and however he wants to move in my life. Right. So I had went ahead, went through deliverance, did all my things, you know, all that great stuff. But it was one conversation that I had with a friend of mine, literally, last night and something a story that came out of me I remembered a story and that thing stirred something in me that caused me to feel all of the emotions I think that were delayed during its initial time but one thing I don't want to really do is harp on how something made me feel rather than being retrospective about the situation as a whole, right? So me and Holy Spirit were talking about moments in my life where I had felt unheard, right? And how I felt like a lot of my feelings were invalidated by people. Case in point, we had took a trip down memory lane around the first time that I had gotten, I guess y'all call it gaslit, 
for the first time. I was in high school and I had this friend group, right? I had this friend group and to my knowledge, we were all cool. We were all close. But I guess they made some plans to go somewhere and chose not to invite me, right? Now, I didn't know, of course, until I think as it was happening, I think they had posted pictures or something on social media. I can't even remember. Or I had a conversation with somebody that mentioned that they went, whatever the case may be. I ended up finding out and I felt offended because I was under the impression that we were all cool. And so my question internally was, why didn't I get the invite? Right. I felt left out. So in my mind, I said, I'll just go and ask, you know, no big deal. Maybe there was something that I did to towards them or I did that was offensive. Maybe I can fix it. We were at lunch and I brought it up and I was, and as I was expressing myself and how it made me feel, one of the young ladies in the group immediately cut me off and started to do a lot of rah-rah. I don't even know how to explain it, but she just got really, really up in arms and defensive and and it was almost as if like she was she was waiting to push back on whatever I was going to say anyway and so she got defensive and started to go off about how they knew that I was going to respond that way and how uh they knew that you know this is why they didn't want to invite me because you know, you, I was this and I was that, you know what I'm saying? And I did not have language for how that made me feel, but I knew deep down it was damaging. I knew deep down that something had happened to me that day that, that now I realize traumatized me. up until this point because out of my entire high school experience that's one of the things that I remember to the T and I couldn't put my finger on it I just knew that it was it was so weird but I realized that every time I would speak up in certain environments I would recluse as quickly as I spoke up because it was almost as if psychologically I would go back to that place of a so-called friend shutting me down and invalidating how I felt. It wasn't the gaslighting that hurt me more than it was the invalidation of my feelings. One thing that I know for a fact about me is that I do not like when people, I do not like when people make choices for me. I don't appreciate any moment in time where someone makes a decision that I need to make for me. 
don't rob me of my free will. <laughs> if you really want to, you know, cause issues of any kind or even more so like as communicate yourself from my life, make decisions without uh, concerning my life without me knowing. <laughs> and so I felt like in that moment, how I felt didn't matter. I feel like in that moment, I was emotionally scarred because people that I thought were my friends did not care about how I felt. Them choosing to go out without me, it wasn't the issue. It was no longer the issue. <laughs> it was the fact that me bringing something that was actually troublesome in my heart and availing that to you, you did not have the capacity to accept. And I'm trying to get through it, y'all. But if it were up to me and if it were up to my emotions, you know, having their way in this conversation right now, I could immediately jump down this rabbit hole of childhood trauma to say they didn't hear me. They didn't talk to me. And all I wanted to do was try to see what was going on. And they gaslit me and da, 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 like, you know, playing the blame game. But Holy Spirit did an amazing job of reeling me in to say, you cannot expect someone to be something that they don't have the capacity to be for you. We were all kids. The truth of the matter is that person invalidating your experience was a direct reflection on how invalidated they felt at home. Possibly. Right. I'm not saying that I'm right versus them being wrong or, you know, them being right versus me being wrong. I think it's a matter of perspective to say you want, you had an expectation to feel validated by them. But they did not have the capacity to do, to do that for you. Words. You were hoping that they would understand where you were coming from and choose peace and try our best to rectify the situation, but that's not what you got. And what I had to come to terms with is a lot of what I was expecting that actually broke my heart and hurt my feelings about people, relationships, spaces, and things is the expectation that I had for them that they did not have the capacity to fulfill in the first place. We all have our own way of thinking and we all have been brought up in our own environments and within our own cultures. So what I may think is common decency or common courtesy or common sense, we cannot project that on everybody. That's something that I have come to learn like literally over these last three years, 
whatever environment that I was brought up in that I just know up and down, it's universal knowledge. It's setting me up for disappointment and it's setting me up to get my feelings hurt. Me having my feelings hurt that day I felt invalidated was a product of my own doing. Now, of course, I was young and I was immature. So I didn't have language for it and I'm still unfolding a lot more language for it now. But what Holy Spirit revealed to me, honestly, just a few moments ago before I turned this camera on. Is that you were expecting them to respond in a way that you would have. And that's not fair to them. In the same way that you don't like for people to make decisions or to have like, you know, these preconceived notions about you or expectations about you that you never signed up for. You have to look at it on the opposite end. You don't know what that person has been through. You don't know what that person has seen in their days outside of the schoolhouse. So for you hoping that they would meet you in your bubble of life and understanding. That's what hurts your feelings more than them just not doing what you expected. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think though that perspective is not easy to grab hold to, I'm not going to hold you. I think what's beautiful about having that perspective is that it almost reinforces God's grace in the situation and it promotes forgiveness. It makes it a lot easier to forgive when you are able to see it all from God's vantage point. When you're able to see God's perspective concerning other people's lives outside of how it affected you, it makes forgiveness a lot easier. <laughs> and it helps us all extend more grace to each other. I don't really know how else to explain it. We have all lived different lives. And we are all still living different lives. Like the knowledge that we've gained as kids, we are still holding on to that and carrying out our daily, monthly, yearly routines with that knowledge base. The Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go. So when they get older, they'll never depart from it. That is the truth. That is God's word. So despite the fact that some people were probably raised up in the church, some people weren't. However, they were trained up. That's the way that they went. And when they got, when we got older, we never departed from that knowledge and that teaching and those lessons. So if anything, if I can encourage anybody out there, it's not necessarily that you're wrong versus them being right or you're right and they're wrong. You both just have different vantage points 
on the matter at hand. I think they call it in irreconcilable. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Irreconcilable differences. I'm gonna get it right. Irreconcilable differences. Literally, sometimes you will live your entire life agreeing to disagree with people. And the more we try to introduce our own expectations into people's lives, the more disappointed we will be. So from my experience, I have to tell myself, like, Kirsten, if you don't want to be disappointed, stop setting expectations for this to be something that it isn't. Like, you know what I'm saying? You will know a tree by its fruit. <laughs> you'll know a tree by its fruit. You'll know a people by the, the, the life that they live by, like you will know a person exactly by the fruit that they produce in their lives. So if you have seen them in and out, up and down, round and round, all over town, doing certain things and exhibit, exhibiting certain patterns, hoping that they will be different, and hoping that one day they will change, you're setting your own self up for disappointment and you're holding on to a reality that God has not yet breathed on or God is not necessarily tending to yet. I, that was my issue, like with having like a soul tie. I had this expectation or this reality or this scenario of this person being something that I imagined to me in my life rather than fully accepting them for who they are now and fully agreeing with the process that God has them on in this current moment, season, time, space, etc. And so forgive me if this is all over the place, but I really had to come on here and just really tell y'all about the conversation I had with the Holy Ghost. And it's not popular. Sometimes I don't want to forgive. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to turn the other cheek. <laughs> Sometimes I really want to make that person see how bad they hurt me. but it's only causing me more pain when I hold on to that hurt. And the root of that disappointment was because you set an expectation for them, for them, <laughs> you set an expectation for them to be something that God had never designed for their journey to be in that moment. So I would say, accept people for where they are and accept people for who they are. One thing I probably wish I would have done differently in that moment where I felt invalidated was truly accept her for who she was and what she was saying in that moment and adjusted my life the same. So if I knew 
that she was not going to be that friend that could really validate my experiences or at least help me digest or find language for why I feel so hurt. Like, you know, if she was not going to be that kind of space for me and she showed me who she was in that moment on her journey, then it was my responsibility to reassess the role that I play in that relationship. I'm a peacemaker. My Enneagram is a nine. One thing I will never do is force myself on people. Now, am I hyperactive? And sometimes can I be impulsive and highly energetic when I see something going on and I really want to like, you know, help. That's how I show love. I got to hone it in. I'm working on it. But one thing I will never do is impress my way or press my way or, you know, throw myself on people or into situations trying to make them believe what I believe. That was, that's why it confuses me. (laughs) That's why it really confuses me (laughs) how people, some people, not everybody, get offended by how I choose to live my life. I can count on both hands and feet how many times people that I literally, I genuinely love with all of my heart have distanced themselves away from me because they truly thought that I was judging them because I live my life by different convictions than they do. And the truth is, I really be minding my own business, y'all. And this is no malice. This is no hard feelings about anybody who has ever um, cut me out of their life because they genuinely felt like I was judging them. If, If you felt that way, I'm so sorry because it was never my intent. But majority of the time, I am minding my business. This entire podcast is literally about me minding my business. And so, yes, that's why I would get really confused because I'm not an aggressive person. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I think you should believe. That's not my place. So when people say like, you know, I can't say this around Kirsten, you know, she going to rebuke me. I can't, I can't listen to this around Kirsten. You know, she holy. And I'm like, but I never, I never impressed that on y'all. I never told y'all that you could not be yourselves around me. I have my own convictions. And I have my own standard that me and Holy Spirit have decided that I was going to live by. And my only responsibility is to love you on your journey. And my hope is that you would love me on mine. It does not make me better than you. You know what I'm saying? And my friend was telling me when I was expressing this to her, she was like, friend, I know you don't want to hear it. (laughs) But sometimes when people see the light on the inside of you, when people see that you are trying to genuinely practice what you preach in real time, in folks' face, and behind closed doors, it can cause others' insecurities to rise up and ultimately reject you because of what you represent 
to them and what you highlight about them to them, right? And no, I didn't want to hear that because I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for these convictions. I didn't ask to be, to, to, to want to live my life like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was going to say like, child, I really, it really, <laughs> I really at one point strongly considered shaking the tail feather to at Magic City. I ain't going to hold you. But that's, <laughs> but that's just between me and God. That's just between me and God. That's my journey with him. And it's just one of those things that I just can't do, huh? Because I just know who I just know. That thing, I had to get it up off me. Anyway. We have to stop putting expectations on people that life is revealing to us that about them that they were never fit to uphold. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's like, that's like walking into, into somebody's house without their permission, telling them how to steward their business without talking to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? When we set expectations concerning other people in our lives and expect for them to just fall in line, that's actually very selfish. And I'm talking about that for me. That was one of the things that God had to get onto me about. Setting an expectation for people to do things or be things in their life and me getting upset when they are not being or doing those things, that's actually very selfish. And so what God is really helping me to do is accept people for where they are and love people on their way to wherever I see, I mean, like wherever I feel like God is like, you know, showing me that they're meant to go, love them on their way and accept them for who they are and where they are right now. That was genuinely my prayer. And I do believe he is helping me. I do. I do. I would all my heart. I genuinely feel like he is helping me to, to remove my own expectations and to just love people for where they are and encourage them on their next. Like, you know what I'm saying? Honey. Oh, that is all I got. That is all I got. I'm proud of me because this was actually like a pretty sensitive topic or a pretty, a pretty fresh topic. I am actually very proud of myself. And I just wanted to make sure that I didn't project like, you know, any brokenness through this. But I I do appreciate the Holy Spirit for like walking me through it because I don't want to hold nobody hostage. I don't want to hold nobody hostage to my own expectations because I wouldn't want nobody doing that to me. You know what I'm saying? We all have a standard that we live by and our only responsibility is to love people, period. And that's what I want to do. And that's my prayer to continue doing and to do consistently. But I love y'all. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at kirsten.s.lewis. Honey, like this video simply because you love me back. 
And if you want to follow the Holy Ghost, you can follow him at the cross. And last but not least, <laughs> love yourself as much as you love everybody else. Accept people for where they are. Remove all of your expectations and allow them to be who God is calling them to be and love them on their way. All right. I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Oh, uh, last one, right? Oh, all right. I don't even know. Nah. Mm. I don't have to do that here. Yeah, I don't have to do that, do that here. Um, so I think I'm done. I'm tired. All right, cool. Cut and ooh, print. Beautiful guys, beautiful.